0: your favorite pga and lpga legends pros and top instructors are right here every week on next on the t join chris as the greats of the game share their stories insights and playing lessons now back to chris and more of the show
1: all right, now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Matthew Lawrence. You know Matthew from his many great movies and TV and radio shows that he's been a part of over the years. If you're like me and you're a big fan of the 80s movie Eddie and the Cruisers, you remember him as the bass player Salamato. He's been in so many other great TV, and movie, TV shows and movies like Beverly Hills 90210, Streets of Fire, St. Elmo's Fire, Saturday Night Live, Matlock 30-something Taxi, and a whole lot more. More recently, he's been a sideline analyst for first Duke basketball and now Kentucky basketball. He also hosts his own golf show on ESPN Radio, WLXG Sports Radio AM 1300 up in Lexington, Kentucky, called Backspin Golf, which I highly encourage you to go take a listen to. Join me every every Sunday morning at 8.03. It's my 8.03 tee time every Sunday morning. It's going on hiatus for some reason for the next couple of months, which I'm not happy about. He also does a drive time show every weekday called Matthew and Mikey that I also tune into. And like I've said several times, if I'm not his biggest fan, I've got to be in the top five. Hey, Matthew, thanks for coming back, back on the show, my friend.
0: Every time I talk to you, I get I realize how tired I am from all the stuff <laughs> I did. Uh. I, I, you know, I'm an old guy, and I feel pretty good most of the time, until I talk to you, and you start saying what I've done, and I'm exhausted. I'm just tired. <laughs> I, I very well earned right, my friend. But I, I,
1: I got to know now. Now that you're ruining my weekends by going on hiatus, what am I supposed to do at eight oh three yeah. on Sunday mornings now?
0: I don't know. I, you know, let me look around. I'll come up with something for you to listen to. Listen, you do this show. You do. Your NFL show, which is fantastic, you know how tiring doing a radio broadcast is, and I'm telling you, see, I, I can't do this. I can't do this with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: we um, here's
0: here's here's what happens every year. This is my fourth season of doing Backspin Golf, and we come back in January and we go all the way through till. This past Sunday, uh, yeah, this past Sunday, and then we take a couple of months off because basketball is starting, and I do the UK Kentucky basketball pre and post game shows, and I'm doing a soccer show once a week about the English Premier League now, which I absolutely love, and um, it's just good to take a couple months off and um, you know kind of recharge a little bit, and plus they got all these silly events going on now uh, even though it's, it counts towards towards the FedEx Cup which that could be a whole show you and I could do about you know now <laughs> let's show everybody where everybody is in the FedEx Cup standing excuse me you got like 8 months till it matters okay i don't need to know <laughs> um, but so every year i, I just like to Take a little bit of time off and and uh kind of recharge a little bit that that's why, but I'll well, find something for you to listen to <laughs> I probably I
1: appreciate you
0: well and, I gotta and thank you, you by the way for I, the
1: shout outs that you've given uh you' given me on the show. It means a great deal to me. The hello yesterday made me feel like Mrs. Calabash and you know, Hello, Chris Muscaro, wherever you are <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you doing well that.
0: you know it's it's i got to say this, and you've gotten to know my brother Mitch. Pretty well through through our shows, kind of together, and his right. show and your show, and and um, he put it beautifully the other day. I thought on Twitter about how supportive you are of of so many of us, and it's very much appreciated. I mean, you know, I know that when I'm doing my golf show, that at eight o three on Sunday morning, you're going to be listening. You know, means a great deal to me, and. So, I just uh, I want to thank you for all the support that you give to me in so many ways. Uh, that's very much appreciated, too. Well, I'm glad to do it. Thank you, too.
1: So, Matthew, you and I have never talked about this, but like Sylvester Stallone said in Rocky Balboa, life ain't all sunshine and rainbows. And there was a time <laughs> in your life when you had enough of Hollywood and you knew you left to yeah. start, to, you know, go down a completely different path, right, in, in, in sports radio. What was it? about Hollywood or the movie industry that finally made you say, you know what, enough, I'm out of here?
0: It's a great question, and I'll get to it in a second. But before I forget, because as I say, I am old, and I do tend to forget things, (laughs) I want to say how great just listening to Mark Weeby was, even just for the few minutes that I was able to catch, and I'll certainly listen to the rest of his interview what a fantastic guy and he, the, they were great questions too i mean we don't often think of all we see is guys with nets net jets and you know private planes and all this stuff you don't really get to hear from a guy that played on the tour for a long time that you know you miss a flight you miss a cut you miss a flight you're sleeping in the terminal you miss your family. We don't think about that stuff enough. And mm-hmm. it was great, it was great to, to hear. I can't wait to listen to the rest of the interview. Anyway. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, um, uh, I had been in Los Angeles for a, almost 20 years. And the first 17 were great. Um, Even though there were times, you know, the thing about that business, Chris, is unless you hit the the mother load, which is either getting into a movie that is going to go on to eight different, you know, movies after that, Uh, unless you get on a show like Seinfeld or Married with Children, which my friend Ed O'Neill did, and then you're kind of set for life because. Not only do you, you make a lot of money during that time, but you, you get things offered to you. It's a totally different life. And even though I had a great career and, and accomplished so much more than most people that go into the business ever get to do, I never got to the point where I was that. There were years where I had made a lot of money uh, where I was on duet for three years on fox and and had a job and that was it was great. I had some great years, but there were also times where you can get a job and even though people know you, you may not work for three months or six months and I had those years too um, and by the seventeen eighteen years of being in l a uh, I had gotten to the point, this this is really what happened, point where living in L.A., everything is about the business there. And so you would see somebody and you would say, hi, how are you doing? And they'd say, I'm okay, how are you? And I would say, I'm great. They'd say, really, what are you working on? Everything is tied to the business. Um, there's nothing about living out there that's not, a constant reminder of, of what you're doing. And it got to the point where it really started to wear on me. And then uh, as I, I started to get older, all these shows were there for everybody was getting younger. Um, and not just actors, but people that run the business, agents, casting directors, all of those people. And the day that I decided to leave L.A., I got a call from my agent, and I had been working for close to 20 years, and you know how much stuff I had done. And my agent said, I want you to know what's going on out there. I just submitted you for a pilot for NBC. He said, a sitcom. And Now, I had done a year on Saturday Night Live. I had my own sitcom on Fox for three years. I had guest starred on almost every big sitcom in L.A. And this agent said, the casting director, when I submitted you for the pilot, said to me, you know, I really think he's great, but can he do comedy? And I was so stunned by that that I really started to think, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to... 15 years from now, still be going, wait a minute, what about all the stuff I did? And once that thought came into my head, um, because to tell you the truth, I felt satisfied in terms of everything that I had accomplished as an actor. And luckily, because of golf, and I think we've talked about this before, playing in all the celebrity golf tournaments I did, I happened to play in the Duke Children's Classic, Uh, and probably 10 years before I had these thoughts, I got friendly with Coach K at the Duke Children's Classic, and I was having dinner with him at the Jimmy V to golf tournament. I told him I was unhappy, and I really didn't want to be in L.A. anymore, and he basically said, after a couple discussions, why don't you come here? I have something I want you to do. And I didn't have a family. I wasn't married. I didn't have kids at that time. And I just said, I'm done. And I packed all my stuff up. I drove cross-country with my mom and went to Durham, North Carolina and for 10 years, sat behind the bench uh, doing radio for the Duke Radio Network. Um, That's really how all that happened.
1: So do you still get approached at all about roles in TV shows or movies? No. No, I don't because I've been out of the business
0: now. The last thing I did was, in 1999, um, right after I moved to North Carolina, I did the final episode of Beverly Hills 90210. I went back out there, which was my son got married on the show. And that's really the last thing that I've done. Uh, And, you know, people say that to me all the time, you know, and I miss the work. I miss the creativity of being on a set and being with the crew guys. The crew guys were always my guys. Um, I miss the camaraderie of being on a set and working on something, and just the creativity of acting. but I don't miss the business at all. And to do I, there's no doubt that I could work again, but I have a about- to- be 14-year-old about to be 11-year-old and a wonderful wife, and in order for me to get back into the business, I would either have to go to New York or L.A. and get reestablished because there are many, many people out there that that are no longer in the business that were there when, you know, I keep forgetting it's 18 years ago now. That's pretty shocking to me, but I think if, if situations were different, I might, you know, try to do that, but there's no way now. I mean, I, I, there's no way I would do that now. My family is too important to me.
1: So, Matthew, I read an article that said a few years ago you made an appearance at Comic Con up in New Jersey. What was that like?
0: Yes. Um, it was actually really incredible. I had heard about all these Comic Con things and I had never been asked to do one, and I got asked. I actually did two of them, um, and the first one I did was with Michael Perret from uh, Eddie and the Crew. Uh, you know, played Eddie and Eddie and the Cruisers, and he has a huge following. He did a couple of sci-fi movies, and so we went, and there was the the number of people and the costumes, and uh, it was uh, just jaw dropping for me sitting there I had a wonderful time Um, I met some great people that I didn't know uh, who were there also Um, and the other one was was much more of a uh, they brought me to the second one because I got really close to the guy who was putting them on but I really shouldn't have been there because it really was much more about um, science fiction movies and comics and all of those things. So I had a good time, but uh, that was pretty much it (laughs) for me. But the first one was really good. But they are, I mean, the lives, people devote their lives to this stuff. And we had one here in Lexington uh, not too long ago at, at Rupp Arena, which is across the street from my office. And just for three days, there were you know all kinds of creatures walking down the sidewalk, and I mean it was it was it was pretty staggering actually.
1: <laughs> and, I, and I read that you know in the same article about the, the the New Jersey one, it was the first time in twenty five years that that you had seen Michael, and and uh, it actually went on to say that uh, he had been approached by, about doing an Eddie and the Cruisers three. Is that the uh, is that still a whisper in the wind? Perhaps.
0: No, no, it's not. I don't I don't think that would ever happen. I mean, a couple of people Here's the thing about Eddie Lives. Um we had after the, you know, when Eddie was released, it was here and gone in the theaters. And right when 6 months later HBO really started. And as soon as the movie was started on HBO, it became this huge cult film and the music exploded and so, we had kind of a built in audience for the second movie, um but it did not turn out I think if the second one had been better, then maybe there would have been a shot at doing even a third one where you know me and Michael are two really old guys sitting on a porch somewhere and reminiscing or something. but um the second one uh my stuff with Michael, I thought was great because we had such a history together. But I couldn't. I hated the second movie. Uh, to be honest with you, I hated it. And you know, I think uh, I think that kind of killed really any any chance of a third one happening.
1: Well, I, I had always hoped that you guys would do another. Sort of like Stallone needed to do another Rocky, needed to do Rocky Balboa because you couldn't go out on Rocky Five. I was sort of hoping you guys could do a, a, an, an Eddie and Eddie Nacruzer's three, and not go out on two so when I read
0: that (laughs) it's a great (laughs) thought I wish we could do that because I think I think it would be really great if it could just be me and Michael somehow do you know what I mean Mm. Um, yeah but but uh, it's as I've said to you before when we've talked about this the thought that we were in Jersey shooting this movie so so long ago now Lord it's like 30 I don't even remember. I think it came out in '83, I want to say. That people still come up to me all the time and talk to me about it. And it, that's amazing to me. And it's wonderful because it's, you know, it became a part of a lot of people's lives. And that's a very fulfilling feeling.
1: So, Matthew, maybe we should talk a little golf on this show, and um, okay. I wanted right. to kind of Here. get you... Now. <laughs> wait, 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 hold it, wait, wait.
0: Do you know why this is so great that I'm talking to you today about golf? Do you know no. Why? why? No, why? T- no. Tiger is coming back. <laughs> today, of all days, as soon as this news broke today... I thought, I can't believe I'm going to be talking to Chris tonight. This is like the greatest news to me. I'm the biggest Tiger fan really? in the world. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I'm not I'm not talking about all the off-the-course stuff. That's a whole different yeah, yeah. discussion. I'm talking right? about as a golfer. And I, I don't care what anybody says. It's been years now since he was relevant, although... He did win five tournaments, what, like three years ago or four years ago? I mean, we forget that. But his influence on the game, and I hate the phrase, like, moved the needle, but it's the truth. Twitter went berserk today. The other day, he he put another video up about him hitting a stinger, that great stinger shot he hit, and Twitter lost its mind. I mean... Today it was announced that he is going to play in his tournament in the Hero on November 30th. And everybody's going berserk, including me. Um, Can you hear me? I put you on speakerphone. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, I can still hear you. I I want to do this, if I could, just for a minute. Um, There's a guy I think I've mentioned to you about Justin Ray, his name is. Uh, he is the Golf Channel golf statistician, and he's the best in the world at what he does. Um, you can follow him at Justin Ray, R A Y. And his, the stats he puts up all the time are fan how he does this. But today, when the announcement that Tiger was coming back, Justin put Let's celebrate Tiger Woods announcing his return with some insta- insane Tiger statistics. And I want to read a couple of these for you. Is that okay? Can I sure. Do that? Okay. Sure. Tiger was a combined 126 under par in majors from 1997 to 2008. That is 189 shots better than any other player in that span with 40-plus rounds played. 189 shots better than anybody else. Wow. Tiger is the only player in the last three years to win five or more straight PGA Tour starts. He's done it three different times. Now, <laughs> these are these are the kinds of... Tiger Woods has 63 more wins, he's got 79, then missed cuts as a pro on the PGA Tour. 63 more wins, than missed cuts, and seven of his missed cuts have come since 2014. Tiger Woods with 79, and Dustin Johnson with 16, are the only players currently under age 45 to win 14 plus times on the PGA tour. Dustin Johnson has 16 victories. Tiger has 79 and 14 majors. I mean, I could go on and on because Justin's stats are so ridiculous, but we, a lot of us have lost sight of who we're talking about here. And, I think for all of us, my greatest wish is that when he comes back to playing, I don't want him to be Joe Namath playing for the L.A. Rams. Or I don't want him to be that guy. We I, I want him to be competitive. I would love to see him win a tournament. I want him to be competitive. That's all. And if he can't, then I hope he stops playing and just, designs golf courses and plays with his kids but apparently i don't know if you heard this chris but he's been playing the last couple weeks and some pretty big names have seen him play and played with him and they all say he's he's phenomenal he's in unbelievable shape and health and hitting the ball perfectly and now he's going to be in a, a tournament you know it'll be a little different than a regular pga event but It'll be competition, and we'll see what happens. But I'm just anyway. I'm going on here. I'm really excited. He's coming back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the golfing world, right, is at, at this point, uh, you know, wanting to see what he can do, right? We we yeah. we've ha- heard a number of comebacks, right? We it's you know it seems yes. like you know every other month he's coming back, he's coming back, he's coming back, and then right. finally you know had to shut it down, you know, for the, for the majority of the last year. So I think yeah. you know we'll we'll see you know how how healthy is he really right We saw this last year right He came back and yeah. finished what 17th yep. out of 19 or or what have you and then a couple yeah. more attempts and then that was it So well, it'll be interesting to see what what does he have and how he can you know how hard can he go at it and what does his run right. look like and you know can he sustain it over time So yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting uh, to see I, for sure. I
0: agree, and I'm giving him one more shot if if he comes back. And again, injures himself or whatever. I think that'll be it for him. And you know, um, but I'm just I'm excited he's going to play again. Whatever happens.
1: Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, to your point, it is. You know, the crowds. You know, the things on social media, everything. He, he definitely yeah. moves the needle. So he's great for the yep. game. If for nothing else, he's he great he is. for the game and the attention that it, that comes with it. Right, Matthew. Just a couple of more before we let you go. And uh, your home city now, Lexington, recently got a new PGA Tour event. The 2018 Barbasol Championship is going to be played up there, not far from downtown Lexington. How's the city reacting to the news?
0: Well, I can tell you, it's uh, July, I believe the 22nd to the 26th. Uh, it's The, the Barbasol was, has been played in Alabama these last, I'm not sure for how long, but um, it's had great feels. It's the same week as the... Open Championship as the British Open. Last year at the Barbasol, Davis Love, Retief Goosen, Angel Cabrera, we had, I think, nine guys that had won a major played in that tournament. And they're hoping for a great field again. And all of us that are involved in golf here are, are so excited. They had the big press conference last week, I guess, and I was there, and it's phenomenal. I mean, we don't really realize what happens when a PGA Tour event comes to your town. Um, 1,500 volunteers, um, between 80 and 100,000 people they're expecting. The amount of of how it affects your economy for that week and the week leading up to it, everything about it. Um, I can't wait. I'm going to be doing... Shows from the golf tournament. I'm going to be helping with different publicity things. Uh, I told them I would do anything they wanted. We just had a meeting with the head of... It's being put on by the Bluegrass Sports Commission and a company called BD Global, which is a wonderful guy from here in Lexington. It's his company. And I told uh, them, I'll do anything you want as long as you let me announce the the players on the first tee. Wow! <laughs> they think you no, know, they think I'm kidding, but I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, because I figure I can I can put some kind of glasses and something and speak with like an Irish accent or do, I don't know. I can turn it into <laughs> an acting exercise, <laughs> you know.
1: Um, but it,
0: it's, <laughs> all kidding aside, it is going to be. Fantastic, and it's this is not a one time deal. Uh, I think it's a four year contract, and they're hoping for longer than that. The golf course they're playing it at is called Champions, and it's there are two golf courses under the Keen Trace umbrella, Keen Run and Champions and it's a beautiful golf course, but the PGA Tour is already coming in, and they are going to do stuff to this golf course that will last years, the improvements they're going to make, because there's going to be a tournament there. Um, The whole thing is just kind of a little overwhelming right now, but it is going to be amazing. I mean really amazing. And I think what we should do, Chris, is the week of the tournament, I think you should come to Lexington, and I think you should do next on the tee from there, and I can do backspin golf, and we can make a whole thing out of it. What do you there think? you go. God, I yeah. like the way you think. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We'll do
1: it. We'll make that happen.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: All right, Matthew, one more before we let you go. But, you know, I want you to be also to be able to plug one of the other courses you've got up there because I know your home course is called Kearney Hill. Talk about that yes. course.
0: Well, we have five public courses uh, uh, that are Lexington Parks and Rec. And they're all great public courses. But we have a Pete Dye golf course called Kearney Hill that is, uh, you know, my bro- Mitch came here and played it. He had never played it before. It's a link style course. I've played golf on public courses all over the country, and it's, Absolutely in the top five of any public golf course you can play. It's an amazing golf course and it's kind of my home course. Uh, Justin X is the guy that is the head pro out there and runs it. And uh, there have been a couple of very big events out there at Kearney Hill, but um, thank you for letting me talk about it. And of course, French Lick. I mean, French Lick has been a sponsor of mine on Backspin Golf for. The last four years, and Brendan Sweeney and Dave Harner and all the people involved with French Lick. I mean, you talk—I'll do the commercial for you. You talk about <laughs> a resort. You talk about a resort. They have one of the most incredible golf courses anywhere in the world—the Pete Dye course at French Lick. A- anywhere. Have you played it? And then they have oh, many times. It—it it is. Yeah. I'm telling How'd you, you Chris, do? It, it ate is, my lunch. Oh. No, I shot 68 there, to be honest.
1: Did you? Good for you.
0: Yeah, I only played eight holes. But
1: you see, <laughs> I was going to ask you what this, you shot on the
0: back night. Yeah, this is the thing. Nobody ever asks. This is the truth, isn't it? Is, nobody ever asks you how many holes you played. They always say, "How'd you do?" Say I shot 71. Really? But you don't tell them you left after 13 holes. They never ask you, "Did you play all 18 holes?" So that's the way I approach things now. No, the the Pete Dye course is absolutely one of the toughest golf courses you can play. Pete Dye is a sadistic son of a you-know-what. I mean, he's just... (laughs) But it's also one of the most beautiful golf courses. And and then they have a 100-year-old Donald Ross course there, and two of the most amazing hotels, and a 51,000 square foot casino. So, like, you know, pretty great restaurants. I mean, it's not a bad place to go, Fred <laughs> It's fantastic. It really is.
1: Yes, it is. So, so, Matthew, before we let you go, let our listeners know, how can they stay up to date with all the things that you're going to be doing over social media, online, and then you got to give me something. Don't forget, you've got to give me something now that you've ruined my Sunday morning. So you got to take that uh, well, as well. Homework.
0: All right. That's, okay, Chris, you know I love you, but that's a little too much pressure to be putting on me, okay? Ruining your <laughs> Sunday mornings, all right? Come on, man. <laughs> um, uh, people can follow me on Twitter at ml. On WLXG, uh, and they can listen live to the to Backspin Golf or to my show in the afternoon. If you go to WLXG.com and just hit Listen Live, those are the two best ways to get me.
1: Yeah, and you've got and you've got a great app. That's how I listen to you on my drive. I you know I, you've yep. become my drive time uh, listen on the way home. So yeah, I I stop listening well, to anything in Atlanta. I listen to you. So I've got. to plug well, in the app, and, and away I go. You know how seriously. All kidding aside, you know how much that means
0: to me. It means a great deal, and um, I put on Twitter the other day, just as I say goodbye, thanking uh, people for you know being on this journey. And I know you feel the same way about your show. But you know, some of the greatest blessings in my life have come from all the friends and people I've met on with Backspin Golf. Uh, all over, all over the world, really. Um, and you are right up there, you know, at the top of the list. I, I can't tell you how much your friendship means to me. So, thanks for having me back on. And I promise I'll look around and find something for you to listen to on Sunday morning. God bless. Lord have mercy.
1: <laughs> Well, Matthew, I can't thank you enough for your time and your friendship, my friend. It's, right, uh, well, it's been one of the great blessings of 2017. So thank you for all of it, uh, that you've meant to both this show and on the football side. We've got to get you back on the football side and uh, see what your thoughts are on what's going on around the NFL. But yeah, thank you for great. your time as tonight. Long
0: as, as long as you don't ask me about the Giants, I'll do your football show. That's fine. I'll do it.
1: <laughs>
0: Indeed. All right, all right man. Man. my
1: friend. Take care. Have a great rest I'll of your night. I'll catch up with you soon. Okay, Chris, thanks. thanks. Thanks, Matthew. That's a great Matthew Lawrence. And, again, he, you can find him on Twitter, at ML on WLXG. And uh, Backspin Golf and, and uh, you know, his drive time show is, are, are all fantastic. And uh, as you can tell from the, from the uh, interaction tonight and the, the time we spent together, he's, uh, he's absolutely one of my favorite people anywhere on the planet.